another episode of untapped potential with dr simone right here on tdn radio uh today of course is april 20th and i hope that you are enjoying a warm and sunny day in your neck of the woods you know despite the challenges and the struggles we face in this world it is still great to be alive and it's great to be able to get together right here with you each and every tuesday on TDN Radio at 5.30 Eastern Time. And speaking of struggles, of course, we keep our prayers with uh, St. Vincent and the Grenadines as they're still experiencing effects from the volcano. So let us continue to keep the people of St. Vincent in mind. And I know that Dominica has been doing a wonderful job with regards to collecting supplies to send over to the people of St. Vincent. So if you're interested in how you can make a contribution to what the people of St. Vincent are experiencing, remember you can go to my website, pushpast10.com, where I've posted the information of how you can make a donation to the people of St. Vincent. And right here in the U.S., you know, we face our own struggles as well. I think by now you may have heard that we've had about 50 mass shooting events here in the U.S. in the last 30 days. So that is a serious concern for us here in the U.S. And I just ask that you take every precaution when you're out there shopping, running errands, taking the kids to school, whatever you might be doing out there, just be cognizant of your environment. Make sure you're keeping your eyes on all the exits just in case you need to be able to make a quick getaway from a particular situation. But again, despite the the trials and the tribulations, we are here, we have life, we have hope, and I want to welcome you to another Power Up Tuesday right here on TDN Radio. As always, we have a packed program for you this evening. Uh, This evening, what I thought I would do is to bring you the nutritional program that we held a couple of weeks via Facebook Live. So, you know, we try to tackle different areas that are of concern and importance to our audience. So one of the areas we will be talking a lot about moving forward is nutrition and health and mental health and exercise and diet and all that wonderful stuff that will help us to live better lives. So with the spring being here, it's time to shake off the hibernation of the winter. It is time to spring back into life. Everywhere we look, we see that the trees are now blooming despite the pollen. (laughs) 
<laughs> that many of us complain about, but the trees are in full bloom and life has, has come back um, into existence. So it's time for us as well to shake off the winter hibernation. And one of the ways I thought we could do so is to have a nutritional summit where we simply talked about simple uh, ways that we can improve our healthy diets. So we had three nutritionists stop by and they told us all about uh, important ways to improve our health. So I thought I would bring this to you since I know many of you are not on social media. So I thought I would bring you this information here on Untapped Potential. And then uh, also stay tuned because I will have some information about other ways that we are enhancing our community and we're empowering our people uh, in this very trying time. So again, we keep in mind all the trials and tribulations out in the world as we enjoy this number from Triple K, a song entitled Still Standing, as we remind the wonderful folks out there in St. Vincent that despite the challenges that they're facing right now, they will overcome it in the same way that we were, over we were able to overcome the tragedy of Hurricane Maria back in 2017. So I I think Triple K made this sound back uh, at the end of 2017 as we reminded ourselves as Dominicans that despite the devastation of Hurricane Maria, that we would overcome and we would still be standing. And look at us today, Dominica is still standing and we are still thriving. So in the same way, we want to encourage our people in St. Vincent to stay strong and to stay positive as they face the challenges of the volcano that is erupting. So let us enjoy this one from Triple K as we get ready to introduce you to the Facebook Live we did of the Nutritional Summit. So enjoy this number. Hey, Mr.
you, uh, Beatrice. Just tell us who you are and your role in the area of nutrition. Okay, so hi everyone. My name is Beatrice. Um, like Simone says, I'm her cousin from Dominica, but I live in the UK. Um, I've got um, I'm educated in the area of nutrition for a degree. I've got a um, degree in nutrition that is actually um, accredited by the Association for Nutrition in the UK. And I currently work for the um, National Health Service in the UK as a dietetic assistant. So I work with a great group of dietitians supporting patients in different areas of um, healthcare. Yes, very nice to meet nice. you. And then we will go over to Cyril. I think everyone knows you uh, probably the best among all of us because you are a frequent uh, Facebook poster and we so appreciate all the wonderful information that you provide for us. So introduce yourself and tell us about who you are. Thank you. Thanks for having me on the show, Simone. I appreciate it. Uh, my name is Cyril Brown. I was born in the village of St. Joseph in Dominica. I'm an herbalist, a health educator and a researcher, and uh, I currently study at the Commonwealth Center for Holistic Herbalism School and Clinic, and they are out of Boston, Massachusetts. And, uh, you know, my training and duties include, but not limited to botany and plant identification, pharmacology, human physiology, biochemistry, nutrition, the history and philosophy of herbalism and a whole lot of other things like a bunch of uh, like assessment and, and record keeping. I'm just gonna keep it short for now. Yes, yeah, so very nice to meet you and thank you for being here. And last but certainly not least, we have Mr. Atherton Litton out of Canada. So tell us who you are and some information about you with regards to nutrition. Well, I am a, a registered holistic nutritionist. I studied um, nutrition about um, 19 years ago. And uh, I also, um, in a short stint, I'm studying herbal remedies. Uh, and by the way, I am happy that the herbalist is there to be, because um, that is a major part of um, healthy living. And then I have um, attended various workshops. I do a little a little stint on um, that radio station with um, Sam right now. And I use my, my knowledge mostly for my family, friends, and myself. Yes, yes. So very nice meeting you. And speaking of Sam, we also want to remember to thank our sponsor for this program, which is TDNRadio.net. And we are streaming live on TDNTV.net. So again, if you know anyone who would love to be a part of this program, who's interested in the conversation that we're about to have, you can tell them to jump on over to TDNTV.net, click on the channels tab, and then click on TDN Radio and you will be able to be a part of the, the program. So today, again, we're just going to talk about simple tips in terms of breakfast, lunch, dinner, and snack 
for how we can make sure we're eating just a little bit healthier. So I would like to begin with breakfast. And I think one of the ways we can probably approach this is just talking about our own personal experiences. Because I think a lot of times when we start becoming too technical, um, people tend to zone out a little bit. So I want us to just start with the basics. So for example, for me, um, I'm not a big breakfast person, but I know that it is supposedly the most important meal of the day. So I, I'm always sure to consume something first thing in the morning. So whether it's just a cup of, you know, um, um, Cheerios, um, or how you call it, honey nut Cheerios, I like the honey flavor, and a, a cup of um, tea or a cup of coffee, that's usually what I have for breakfast. And I try to have something at least an hour after I wake up. So any thoughts on breakfast? Well, um, <clears throat> may I start? Yes, anybody can yeah. jump in. You know, I think of um, breakfast as breaking that fast from overnight. I want to break that, when you break that fast, the first thing you do is to cleanse. I think it's a good idea to start. And the first thing you have in the morning is something warm, preferably a cup of warm water, um, say roughly um, half an ounce of lemon juice, a tablespoonful of um, apple cider vinegar, and about an eighth of a teaspoonful of um, Himalayan salt. Mm. Drink that, uh, followed by another, another cup of water. I mean, that really cleanses you out. Mm -hmm. Within minutes, you'll be hitting the bathroom. After you then you have your breakfast as you know it. Whether you eat some eggs or cornmeal or whatever you choose. Over. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to have to find a way to signal that we're moving to the next person. So who else is prepared to chime in? <laughs> yeah, I'll chime in if that's okay. Now, um... You know what Atherton um, said, um, normally in the morning it's a good idea if you want to before, at least an hour before your breakfast to probably have like a plain glass of water. So I'm coming at a very different angle to you Atherton here. So um, yeah, so it's just a plain glass of water is fine in the morning and um, just your normal breakfast, what we normally have. It's a good idea to have like a slice of toast, for example, on wholemeal bread. Um, and possibly some eggs, a good way to have breakfast, a little side salad as well, if it is quite a healthy way to have breakfast. And that sort of breakfast tends to keep you full for at least till almost 11 a.m., so just before um, lunchtime. So you have to think about, you know, um, people need to think about the type of energy that you actually need for um, to start your day. So, um, yeah, so over to you, Simone, for now. Yes, over to Cyril. <laughs> Well, I will tell you guys, uh, you know, my my journey with breakfast. Um, you know, I, I like to start with a, with a tea, a hot cup of tea. Okay, every morning, uh, I do some tea first. I'm actually drinking some tea right now. Um, so I drink my tea, and you know, before, as Atherton said a minute ago, uh, you have to eliminate in the morning. So that's a very important part of breakfast or you know before having breakfast so i like to drink my hot cup of tea it, you know it helps my digestion and everything it helps warm me up in the morning you know and 
And after I drink my tea, I would probably go for a uh, salad with cucumbers. I love cucumbers and tomatoes uh, and just fill it up with herbs like sive, a little bit of onions, uh, some parsley, get some olive oil and a little bit of pink salt. Okay, I don't do table salt because the uh, iodized table salt is very bad for your system. So I use pink Himalayan salt instead, okay? It has uh, less sodium in it. So I start with that and I would probably have uh, either some roasted plantains instead of bread or boil some sweet potatoes, okay, to go with my salad for breakfast. And then after that, I can start doing water, but not right after because it's really, and we'll get more into that, but it's really not healthy to, uh, to drink water right after you eat, okay? And as we go on, we'll, I'll explain a little bit more on that. Yes, certainly, and thank you for that information. And then the next thing I want us to look at are the mistakes a lot of us are making in the morning. Because I always say the morning sets the tone for your day. So many times, if we mess up on our eating plan in the morning, chances are we're going to be thrown out for the rest of the day. But I also wanted to acknowledge everyone who's joining us on Facebook Live. Uh, we have Fran Fran, and she says ginger, ginger, or oh, green tea. And then we have Tina Bell, and we have quite a few people who are joining us on the live. So we're very happy that you're here with us for our very first uh, nutrition forum, international nutrition forum because everyone here is pretty much from a different country with the exception of me and Cyril who are in the U.S. So thank you for being here. Don't forget to bring your questions, bring your concerns, share the live and let us know how we're doing. Now let's talk about some mistakes that we are making in the morning. So anyone can feel free to chime in. What would you recommend that we do not do first thing in the morning? And I think one of the things that come to mind is the idea of having sweet cereals in the morning. So who would like to chime in? I will go. Uh, I, I will <laughs> go. Um, you know, before, you know, before we jump into that, I, I just want to say that, um, you know, there are types of eaters, right? And uh, I found there are six types of eaters. Okay, you have like the emotional eater. That's the person who tend, you know, to eat when they're happy or they're sad, right? Then you have the unconscious eater. Uh, they see it and they just eat it, right? They're very unconscious. Uh, those are bad habits. Then you have the habitual eater they exercise the same routine and eat the same foods daily. All right. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> then you have the critical eaters. Okay. They on top of every bite. They just they just gouge your food down. Okay. And they know the diet book and they've tried them all. Then you have the sensual eater. They enjoy trying new foods and enjoy foods with little thought. They just eat whatever they just really love exploring food and stuff and then you have the energy eater they eat as many calories as they're burning that's me okay <laughs> i burn every single calorie that i eat so they grab healthier foods but not realizing how much they're eating okay so that's me i burn every single calorie that i eat so i'm a very energetic 
I'm an energetic eater. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so um, I just wanted to bring it on a different um, note here because, you know, we're talking about food and there are several different um, food groups. And the mistake that people tend to make is they miss out on some of the main food groups. You know, one of the main food groups is that we do need some carbohydrates and carbohydrates um, help to burn energy. And um, I know some people are against carbohydrates in the morning, but you do need some form of energy in the morning. And um, it's not always you're going to get it from um, maybe, you know, some people might make a smoothie and some smoothies are healthy and some smoothies are way too rich in sugar. But um, I think um, we do need to think that in the morning having a cereal or a breakfast that's um, got sort of like a whole brand, for example, or whole grain and breakfast um, would be quite healthy because whole grains also help to eliminate waste from our colon. So we do need to think about not eliminating complete food groups when we do um, think about breakfast, lunch, dinner, and snacks as well. So we need to remember those things, you know. So you have your carbohydrates, you got your proteins, you got healthy fats, you know, and those things are really um, essential parts of our um, diet. So they shouldn't be um, completely um, eliminated from the diet. And while I'm on that subject, Cyril, I just wondered if um, I could ask you a question because, you know, um, you mentioned earlier about not having um, like iodized salt. So I just wanted to find out more about your um, research on that because from the research that I know salt has been iodized particularly in some parts of the world to basically support people who suffer with um, goiter for example mm-hmm. and the iodized salt really was um, fortified in many countries to basically support a lot of like certain populations with those things so I just wanted to find out why um, you would advise someone not to have iodized salts. Yeah, well, the thing is not to advise them to not have it, okay? It's preferable to, to do the pink salt instead because it has uh, less sodium content. And, and, you know, and through my personal experience with both table salt and the pink salt, I found that the pink salt is better on my digestive system and uh, as far as, you know, especially when it comes to high blood pressure or just your blood pressure, uh, the, the table salt, iodized table salt tend to raise your blood pressure uh, quite a bit more than the pink salt would. And that's, you know, my pers- with my personal experience with salt. And Afi, yeah. do you have anything that you would like to add? You yes. will, I would like to um, add something that both said. One of the problems that um, people have in the morning is that some people tend to have cold drinks in the morning, bad way to start your day. But to add to what the lady says, um, iodine is added to salt because, um, especially in the U.S., um, there was an area called the um, goiter belt. Women were suffering from goiters in in an area, so they added um, iodine because the soil was um, was deficient of iodine, but to the herbalist, the reason why the um, Himalayan salt is a lot better is because 
it is not as processed as a table salt. Table salt is um, simply um, sodium, sodium, and um, anyway, um, sodium. I, I I don't remember the name of the other one, but it, but anyway, in um, in Himalayan salt has over seventy trace minerals in there, so obviously it it is a much better salt than table salt, which is just um. Sodium and um, hydroxide. Yes. Over. <laughs> yes, and then and then the other thing I also want us to keep in mind, and I think someone mentioned it, to think of food as fuel. So yeah. I always think to myself, if you drove a luxury car, you would not put cheap gas in your luxury car. So why are you willing to put cheap gas, cheap food into your body? Anybody has a thought on that? I think it is partly because of um, lack of knowledge. Lack of knowledge, also availability and price and also flavor. As, as, I, as I usually see, most people eat to feed their bellies instead of their bodies. You know, you satisfy your taste buds and to heck with it. Over. Let me just expound a little bit on the iodine side, okay? Um, yes. I mean, and, and I understand uh, Beatrice's point, definitely, you know, it's very valid. However, you know, there are lots of, uh, there are lots of herbs and greens that contain iodine okay and uh, we could use those herbs as well and for someone with a specific type of issue it's okay if the, you know if they go to the doctor and the doctor says hey you need iodized salt up to a certain amount then that's perfect that that's great okay so we're not saying hey you just need to eliminate uh the iodized salt but there are alternatives Okay, and, and you have like whole grains, you know, whole grains have iodine, you have green beans, uh, you got kale, spring beans, watercress, strawberries, organic potatoes uh, with the skin on. Uh, all those are foods, are natural foods that are very high in iodine content. Okay, so we, ju we just have to know, and as Atherton said, sometimes it's a lack of knowledge, it's a lack of knowing, you know, what is out there and what has uh, the nutrients that we need versus you know the processed foods containing those nutrients as well so it's a balance okay we just have to learn how to balance things out a little bit mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so we've looked at breakfast so far so let's kind of venture into lunch and what are the recommendations? Simple changes, of course, you know, one of the biggest ones would be avoid fast food. Because, and, and, and you know, in my mind, what healthy eating boils down to, honestly, is preparation and your environment. Because I think to myself, if you are not prepared to eat healthy, that means if you don't have your meals readily available, by the time you get hungry, it's too late to make a healthy decision. 
So let's talk in terms of preparing, being ready for our meals and the environment. And when I say about the environment, I'm talking about keeping high, um, high fat snacks in your homes. I'm thinking to yourself, oh, I'll only eat it on, on Friday, but then by Monday it's all gone. So let's just talk about, about those, those, those factors. Yes. Yeah, so, um, I just start if that's okay, guys. Um, yeah, so with the um, lunchtime, it's, you know, a better idea if um, someone's preparing the lunch to have like a high carbohydrate meal at lunchtime and um, always to um, sort of like have proteins alongside and to, um, you know, the way we advise um, patients here is that you have um, a quarter plate of carbs, a quarter plate of your protein and half a plate of vegetables. So you divide your plate half and half, and you cut half of that in half again. So you have your two quarters. So, and then, um, you know, so you have to make sure that, you know, you're having your proteins, you're having your carbohydrates, and you're having um, your vegetables as well. And within your vegetables, you can add healthy fats, such as um, olive oil, because, um, you know, we do need fat and we shouldn't be fat phobic. Do you know, because fat is actually good for us, those cells are surrounded by um, a cell membrane, a lipid membrane, which is fat. So we actually do need healthy fats. And, um, you know, you get that from olive oil, you can get that from your, your omega-3s, and, you know, flax seeds are a great source of omega-3s that can be sprinkled on the salad at lunchtime. And also, you know, it's nice to add some pumpkin seeds, some lean seeds to your salad as well at lunchtime. So having a... You know, a healthy, balanced lunch. That's you know, um, you have where you have your carbohydrate, your proteins, and your salad is actually quite um sustainable for most people if they do think about portion sizes. Because the mistake that many people make is their um their, their portion sizes are too big. <laughs> you know, so they'll have too much of the carbohydrate side. And then you find that, you know, too much carbohydrates is going to increase your blood sugar levels or your blood glucose levels, you know, hence why there's such a huge thing of diabetes, for example, across the world, you know, not just I mean, the UK or the Caribbean. But, um, yeah, it's just remembering that, you know, you don't eradicate your food groups, but you have your protein, your carbs, your carbohydrates at lunch. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Very nice. All right, guys. Guys. That's good. That's Starts good. Lunch. I, I would like to say um, some, uh, something about fats. I find that um, people don't seem to choose the fats properly, as the lady just said. The, uh, the, um, the, the majority of us use fats from... from um, vegetable sources and they're usually very high in omega-6 and omega-6 is pro-inflammatory so any disease that ends with itis has an inflammatory component not only that but um those oils are usually highly processed not only that um the omega-6 there is going to get you sick but the oil is already Ranted even before it is bottled. Of course, the oil is treated to get rid of the um to get rid of the ranty taste. But all the same, that oil has already been spoiled. And if you notice, 
Oils that uh, of any quality are usually in dark bottles, mm -hmm. and you advise to buy smaller bottles so that way they can be used say, within weeks because every time that bottle gets opened, it gets oxidized. So you buy small bottles and you keep them in, in uh, dark places and also cool places. Over. Yes, yes. Um, Cyril, do you have anything to add? Because the questions and comments are coming in on Facebook and I want to make sure we engage the audience. Okay. So let's see what you have to add. And then a, a very good point came in on the Facebook Live I'd like to share. Sure, no problem. Um, yeah, lunch. Um, Beatrice made some awesome points about, you know, balancing out your carbs and your protein and everything else. Uh, and, and, you know, a lot of us are familiar with you know, crashing after lunch. You know, when you mm -hmm. eat, you crash, right? And and mm -hmm. you're trying to figure out like, why are people crashing after they eat? Because food should be fuel to you and not something to take you down, right? So, and like Beatrice said, your, your carb intake should be balanced because if you're taking in more carbs, which is fuel, okay, your body turns that into fuel. If you don't burn those uh, those carbs, you know, you're going to crash after you eat lunch. You are going to, you know, go to sleep. You're falling asleep at your desk. You're wondering why you're so sluggish, right? So, again, it needs to be balanced out. You need some protein. You need carbs. And don't eat a lot of carbs if you're not going to burn the fuel, okay? Don't take in fuel that you're not going to burn. You have to burn it out. Otherwise, you will fall asleep at your desk. You'll get fired from your job. This <laughs> <laughs> what yes, to yes. that point. Yes, great point. So here's what Fran Fran has posted. She says the cost as well, because it's difficult um, to get healthy fruits and vegetables in low and poor income community. And I'm sure that is something yeah. that we have all heard. So, so what are your views on that? And for people in poor um, poor areas or low-income families, frozen vegetables are just as good as the fresh yes. vegetables. Yes. And also um, canned fruits that are in um, that are not in syrup, as long as it's in its own natural juice, then it's um, it's also quite okay for people to consume. So um, you know, it's just look for those sort of options when you do shop. And um, on canned fruits, for example, you're looking at the sugar content of the of the fruits. But you know, you just need to read the food labels on the back of the cans, and you'll be able to see the sugar content. If the sugar is high up on the list on the back of the can, it's the first thing on there. You know, it's going to have quite a lot of sugar in the actual can. But if it's lower down on the list, then you know it's um, quite healthy to consume. But frozen is just as good. Um, frozen strawberries is really good because we know strawberries is high in vitamin C and it's a great antioxidant. So we're looking at um, consuming quite looking at consuming five portions basically according to the um, you know health organizations. Here is five portions of fruits and three portions of fruits, five portions of vegetables a day. So you know you're just looking to make sure you consume um, you know the right amount of fruits and having a mixture of different things is quite good. Variety is quite good. Mm -hmm. Any other thoughts? Eating yeah. your colors. You're right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes, happy. I was going to say that um, although um, 
frozen fruits and veggies are good, but I think of them as a compromise because mm-hmm. compared to our um, fresh fruits, the frozen ones are usually blanched before before the package. By blanching, they dip them into hot water um, so they can kill any bacteria or microbes in there and um, and they, and they uh, flash freeze them. But one of the benefits of, uh, of raw foods is the enzymes. And heat kills all enzymes, anything hotter than, say, roughly 118 degrees Fahrenheit. Uh, and that is only warm water. So if you cannot afford um, fresh fruits, buy the frozen ones, but be aware that you're losing a little. Over. Yeah, so I think I think it's a nice compromise because even if you're unable to find the, the fresh fruits and vegetables in your area, maybe you know the the frozen one may not be a hundred percent to your benefit, but it's better than not having any fruits and vegetables. Yeah, just That's to comment nice. on that, you know, a lot of people think frozen or canned um, tend to be bad, but they necessarily they're not necessarily bad. For example, apples. Let's look at apples. Apples are picked and they actually kept in storage for quite a number of months before they actually make their way to the grocery store. So you find by the time it actually hits the shelf in the grocery store, it stays there for however long before you buy it, it's lost a considerable amount of its vitamin C. So you might think that you're getting quite a lot of vitamin C from a fresh apple, where in fact you wouldn't be getting that, you'd be more getting more vitamin C from a strawberry that's been picked and frozen straight away. So you really don't need to think about um, how, how foods are prepared, how they get to the store, the length of time they go into storage and the effects that storage can have on certain fruits and vegetables. For example, if you look at tomatoes, for example, canned tomatoes is richer in lycopene than you'd find a fresh tomato in the shop because it's picked, canned straight away and it um, maintains its lycopene um, consistency rather than if you just bought, bought a tomato straight from the store. It's much lower in vitamin C and it's much lower in lycopene. Yeah, and I have to say I'm really enjoying the diversity of thought that is going on in this program. I like that we're coming at this from different angles and I'm liking that we're having a, a constructive conversation about the benefits versus the pros and the cons of everything that we are talking about. So thank you for being very candid and thank you for being um, very respectful of, of each other's opinion. Anybody else have anything you would like to chime in before we pose the next question? Yeah, sure. Um, you know, as, as far as the question I was asked, um, you know, since cost is a factor for, uh, for a lot of people in certain communities, you know, how easy, okay, or is it easy to find, you know, fresh fruits, fresh vegetables, you know, fresh baked bread and stuff like that. So, um, there has to be a compromise. Okay. And, and. We're not going to be naive about it. They, they, they should be compromised because compromises because everyone doesn't have you know fifty dollars to go you know spend on a bunch of fruits and vegetables. Okay, and Beatrice made a very interesting point as far as the fresh fruit, uh, fresh fruits and vegetables go, because 
just from my personal experience as well, sometimes you buy what we think is fresh fruit and you put it in your fridge or your counter and in a couple of days, it's beginning to turn. Okay, it's beginning to spoil and stuff. And I, I think what she was pointing towards is that in the can, also, I, I don't advocate eating canned foods, but you know, with people with a very low budget, okay? I mean, that's what they could afford, you know, and we can't bang them on the head for eating canned vegetables and fruits because that's what they could afford. Okay, so the, the, the produce can though, it's packaged in a box or a glass bottle or whatever. And you know, there is stuff added to it to preserve it and they could get to eat, <laughs> you know, at least they get into eat. But sometimes the fresh vegetable, you put it to sit and, and it spoils, it starts turning yellow and brown and red, and then you have to throw it away. Versus if you had just bought it in a container, you would still have some food to feed your family. Afi, do you want to chime in? Yeah, I would like to say that um, the price of um, fresh foods vary with some seasons. Mm. You know, when foods have been seasoned, they're usually cheaper. Yes. For example, um, it is not mango season now. You go to buy mangoes, it could cost you over the three or four dollars per mango. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Know, mm -hmm. Instead, buy oranges or apples. Anything that is in season is usually cheaper. Mm -hmm. So try to budget uh, that way. I mean, eventually you will have your pick of what you want when uh, the price goes down. Mm -hmm. And I think Over. that is a very valid point because, <laughs> you know, maybe we should be planning our meals surrounding what is in season. So yeah. if oranges are in season, then we try to make meals that incorporates whatever fruits and vegetables are in seasons and are, are more affordable. But here's what I want to ask, and we have a couple of good questions on the live that I want to take, but I want to make sure we get some information out there first. And this is what I want to ask. We're all from Dominica. So did we have it right in the Caribbean to have our healthier, our um, heavier meal for lunch as opposed yes, to here in the u.s and i'm not sure about canada and the uk where yeah. the heavier meals are at night so did yeah. do we have it right in the caribbean <laughs> certainly do we certainly did even growing up as, as a child back in um, dominica you know people used to think okay well you're a bit poor but it wasn't about that it was that you had natural grown fresh produce every single day and homemade stuff so um yeah it was quite nice to have your heavier meal at lunch and then you always had a lighter meal at dinner so when you know and i talked to my kids about um, when i was young my granny used to do us breakfast i would go to school mm. then you know you have your big lunch and you come home and you have like an afternoon tea and they were like what afternoon tea Dominica? I goes, yes we did we, and they were like what's that so I go, it's a lighter version of a meal so it's not a full carbohydrate loaded meal it was just a lighter meal and to be honest and you know when you look at it none of us were overweight you know all quite healthy nobody was ever sick really you know and so it was quite a nice way to um to live and then i think over here it's just really the wrong way around personally mm -hmm. excellent any thoughts um cyril and athy 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, I'm gonna be short. <laughs> I think um, <laughs> are, the, are the differences that I'm back home. We had our lunch at home. Yeah, you know so. You know, we walked home and we had lunch and we walked back yep. to work. To, so, I mean, um, whatever we ate, we burned throughout the day. And we had light, and, and we had a light dinner after. That's my take. Yeah, and that, goes, and that goes to Cyril's point that you should not be consuming it if you don't plan on burning it. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I'm sorry, but um, to add to what... Um, she will say, I, I always say that you either burn it or you wear it. Yes, that's yes. You know, and, looking and, at it. And carbs, and carbs are high energy foods. I mean, if, um, mm -hmm. if you do sedentary work, why are you eating like a footballer, you see? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. See, for me, for me, um, I, I do, a, I consume a lot of carbs, mm -hmm. a lot. Mm -hmm. I. I make pop shoe all the time. I, I love green bananas. Um, I love um, cassava, dashing on those things. But see, I have a, my metabolism is very rapid and I'm a martial artist. So I could consume a lot of carbs because I burn every single mm -hmm. carbohydrate that's in my body, mm -hmm. see? like. Like Arthur, Arthur said, if, if you're sanitary, if you live a sanitary lifestyle, uh, leave carbs alone. Mm -hmm. Don't but, touch um, it. But cereal, um, some of um, some of the carbs that you mentioned, they are prebiotic foods. I mean, your body, if your body um, doesn't digest it, it, it will not grow new. Yes. So you have a, so you have many prebiotic foods in your diet. That were uh, that are not affecting your um, um your body weight. Yeah, the the thing about cereal just spoke about is the type of foods you talk that you're eating. They tend not for me. They're more like starch starchy foods, which is they're still a kind of carbohydrate, but they're more on the starchy side, which your body uses very differently to um certain types of carbohydrates, for example, like rice or pasta or bread, your body uses those type of um, start of carbohydrate foods very differently. So um, I think the foods that you're talking about, like eating a bit of cassava, a bit of banana, your body burns that um, very, very quickly. You know, they're more rather than, um, actually it doesn't burn it quickly, but the better sort of um, starchy foods to eat. What your body does not burn very well is like the bread, the rice, the pasta, they turn into fat if they're not burnt. So they just do, it's just um, sort of like differentiating the different types of um, carbohydrates. You know, I try to, and people need to sort of like think of more complex carbs rather than simple carbohydrate foods. Because simple carbohydrate foods just, you know, go straight into the bloodstream and, you know, increase your blood sugar levels and create more body fat. But complex carbohydrates tend to be more loaded with fiber. So they um, tend to be better for, better for you in that sense. Mm -hmm. yes. And I, I want to ask the, the all-important question because the number one reason most people admit to not eating healthy is because they do not have time, right? So Ati talked about we used to go home for lunch and guess what? There was usually someone, a mom, yeah. a grandmother at home 
preparing yeah. those those meals. Now we have working parents where the mom and the dad work full time, and we just don't have the luxury of being able to go home um, for lunch anymore. So I want us to have a conversation about what can we do with knowing that many people claim to be too busy to prepare their meals. But before we do, I want to make sure that we grab some questions from Facebook. And again, we want to thank everyone who are, who is here with us for joining us for our very first International Nutrition Forum, where we have nutritionists from uh, the UK, one from Canada, and of course, uh, Indigenous Bushman Cyril from Florida. And we are all sharing on the important topic of simple ways to eat healthier, especially with summer around the corner and we're trying to get to the summer my body's ready. So just here to uh, inform you on simple ways to eat healthier and lose weight permanently. Now we have in the audience, we have Marsha who says, greetings. Can you say, what can you say about constipation, causes and cures? So that's a great question. If anybody wants to take that one on. I'll jump in. Yes, I'll jump in on that one. <laughs> That, that that was actually, uh, I don't want to say popular, but a lot of people suffer from constipation, you know. Um, but, but one thing to uh, keep in mind, if you're constipated, you know, don't, first of all, do not just, you know, go take a laxative, okay? That might not be the, the first move you want to make, okay? You, you want to stay hydrated, first of all. You want to drink a lot of water, okay? You want to do a lot of uh, vegetables like cucumbers, okay? Uh, coconut water, they keep you hydrated, okay? Uh, you wanna do fiber and you wanna exercise. You wanna exercise a lot, but stay hydrated. And uh, you know, when you go to the toilet, try not to strain, because you could, you could definitely hurt yourself if you, tr if you strain, okay? That could lead to hemorrhoids and stuff. So stay hydrated, exercise, uh, get your blender out, get some cucumbers, uh, get some parsley, put it in there, put some apples in there, blend it up or put it in your juicer and, and drink that, stay hydrated and do a lot of fiber, okay? Do You need fiber. Okay. Yeah, excellent, anyone else? Yeah, I agree with um, Cyril's points. They're great points. But, um, you know, another thing that's quite high in fiber and really good for constipation is prunes. So if you're not shy of eating a few prunes, if you're constipated, about four to five prunes a day is quite helpful to um, relieve constipation. But if you're going to eat prunes, you do need to maintain at least a liter and a half to two liters of water a day. So hydration, like Cyril said, is quite key to um, help resolve constipation and the fiber. Because fiber, you obviously don't absorb fiber in your colon, but fiber is used to um, help to pass out um, any waste. So it's um, really good key what Cyril has mentioned. The parsley is great, you know, as well at helping with constipation. Yeah, and before Arthi chimes in, let me just say I can attest to exercise because I'm a runner and it works miracles. So if you yeah. if you're really constipated and you're looking to you know get that stuff out of you, I would highly recommend exercise. Arthi, you have anything to add? Yeah, great point. Great point um, from both of them. I would just like to add um, a fiber that really works well. It's um, psyllium. 
and um, psyllium really bulks up and it just pushes everything out of the colon. But be mindful that um, because it swells up, you need to drink a lot of water, otherwise you will be constipated again. Yeah. But it really works. It really works to push everything out. Um, and if you want to, um, something else that works also is adding bentonite. Bentonite is just some volcanic ash that absorbs a lot of it. It, it, it absorbs a lot of moisture. I think about a hundred times its um its mass. So if you mix bentonite powder with the psyllium and you and you ingest it, you drink your, at least your recommended eight glasses of water a day at least, and that will really cleanse you out. But exercise and fiber from foods, as the other two mentioned, are very important. Yes, excellent point, excellent point. And of course, we just want to remind everyone that these are everyone here has a background in nutrition, with the exception of me. And we are not medical doctors, so we are not providing medical information. We're providing information on nutrition, what works for us in particular, and what has worked in our own practices. Now we have another question. So guys, thank you for um, chiming in with the questions. We truly appreciate it. We have Chris Laville, and he says, what food, what are your food option recommendations for people who may suffer with gastritis and indigestion? So who would like to take that question? I'll take it. I'll go first. Um, great question, uh, because what we have to understand is that digestion starts in the mouth. Okay, it starts in the mouth. So uh, the first thing you want to do is chew your food properly. Okay, chew your food, chew it, chew it. So the, the rest of the digestive system doesn't have you know, a lot of work to do, or most of the work to do, okay? You want your food to get digested properly, so you chew it well. Don't just bite and swallow, okay? Now, bitter herbs, okay? Bitter herbs uh, can actually stimulate our brains to release digestive hormones, okay? So if you suffer with uh, indigestion, before you eat, okay, about 30 minutes or so before you eat, okay, you want to you wanna eat some or drink some bitter herbs. Okay, you could do mint, not very bitter, but it's on the bitter side of things. Uh, Pumkuli, uh, most people know it as cerise. Aloes, okay, those will help with your indigestion problems. So, do that before you eat, about 30 minutes before you eat. It stimulates the brain and uh, it releases those digestive hormones, okay? And then you eat your food. But please, I cannot stress that enough. Chew your food properly. Chew your food properly. That will help. Yes. And what about the idea of uh, folks who like to eat and then lay down? Oh, <laughs> Especially when you've had a long day of work and all you want to do is go home, eat that very heavy dinner that we just talked against, and then lay down and watch TV. How does that relate to indigestion? That's probably about the worst thing you could do, right? Yes. Well, 
first of all, first of all, it's bad. It's a really bad idea to just eat and go lay down, especially late late at night. It's better to drink a cup of tea, you know, and probably have, you know, a sandwich or something to go with it. Because what happens when you eat, you know, your insulin spikes up, your insulin level spikes up. So you don't want to go to bed with a high insulin spike. That's that's just really bad for you. Mm-hmm. For one. Mm-hmm. And then you were sleeping with a full belly. Uh, your body, when it's asleep, it has work to do while it's asleep. And one of the tasks that you don't want to give your body is to digest a heavy meal because it has other things going on while you sleep. So it's it's just really bad to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, your body burns a lot of energy during sleep as well. So um, sleeping on a full stomach, really, there's no scientific back, um, scientific thing around it to say that, you know, it's not, it's not a good thing to do or it's a bad thing to do. It's not scientifically proven. But um, I think it's just for comfort reasons and also for health reasons, you know. For health reasons, it's not good to really um, eat straight before bed. It's best to eat a couple hours, allow your food to digest before you go to bed and possibly have a warm cup of uh, peppermint tea or chamomile tea or herbal tea or something, you know, something warm before bed. But um, yeah, there is, I've not found any scientific reasons to back up eating and lying down. That is a bad thing for you. It's just a comfort thing. You know, it's not, it's gonna make you feel uncomfortable, you know, because your stomach is gonna feel heavy. You know, but then your body needs to digest that food, break it down so it can be used as fuel. So um, eating before bed is the only reason is really the, is how it's going to um, deal with that amount of energy late at night. You're going to put the weight on rather than lose the weight. <laughs> Absolutely. Ati, you have anything to add? Yeah, I would like to add some to, 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 to what I'm civil said about um, gastritis. <clears throat> And he says that um, chew your food properly. That is what we should all do when we eat because mm-hmm. digestion only happens on the surface area of, of what of what you swallow. So if you don't um, chew it until it is a mush, you have bits of food in your stomach that that cannot be digested. I'm talking of um going to bed on a full stomach. You need, your body cleanses while while you sleep. If you have to digest food, it doesn't, it doesn't have the option of doing both at the same time because it has to digest that food first and cleansing will stay behind. You might wake up in the morning feeling very fatigued now because I mean um your body had not gone through the um through the cause that um that it should have done overnight. You are listening to Untapped Potential with Dr. Simone. If you live in Canada, the US and the UK and are looking for Dominica products including cocoa sticks, bay rum, coffee, soaps, crafts, and other popular Dominica items, then look no further. You can now shop 
on buydominicaonline.com, a secure, easy-to-navigate website selling a wide variety of Dominica-made and Dominica-inspired products. When you shop on buydominicaonline.com, you are helping to grow Dominica's economy. Go to buydominicaonline.com and enjoy home away from home. You were just listening to Push Past Ten's very first international nutrition summit. So what we're going to try to do, we're going to try to have our nutritionists come on at least once a month to share some simple ideas of how we can improve our health overall. So again, we'll just have various topics that they will speak of. As a matter of fact, we've already created a WhatsApp group (laughs) so that they can share information on various topics that we think would be important to share with you. And as always, if you have any topics, any ideas that you would like to share with me, and I'm really happy that uh, everyone has been taking me up on this um, idea to share topics with me, you can email me at pushpast10 at gmail.com. So again, P-U-S-H-P-A-S-T, the number 10 at gmail.com. If you have any ideas of topics that we should uh, cover both on the nutritional front as well as in general, because I want this to be our program. I want this to be our program that covers all the topics that we are interested in. So again, thank you for being here for another episode of of Untapped Potential with Dr. Simone. The pleasure is always mine to be with you each and every Tuesday right here on TDN Radio at 5.30 Eastern Time as we continue to grow and we continue to learn together. Now, speaking of the Facebook Live that we just uh, completed, I have to let you know again that this is the way we will be carrying out our interview. So again, if you happen to be on Facebook Live, you can always follow me and you can you get to interact with the guest that is presenting at that particular time. So for example, we just completed uh, some very important uh, interviews, one with Dr. Gilda Nesty as she talked about COVID-19 and mental health. We also had the communications and marketing lead from Cable and Wireless Flow Dominica, Ms. Fadina Frampton. And this Saturday, uh, we will have what I am calling a fashion expo, you know, uh, there's no limit to my creativity. So we're having a fashion expo on Saturday, which will be led by my friend out of St. Kitts. Her name is Psyche Southwell, and she is a fashionista. So she's going to come by. And again, we're talking about springing back into life uh, during the month of April. So she's going to come to us and she's going to share with us her expertise on fashion uh, on any budget. So whether you are bagging, shopping, or you have the luxury of being able to purchase high-end items, she will be able to share with us on that topic. So again, if you're on Facebook, you can join us this Saturday at 6 p.m. Eastern time on Push Past 10. And you know how I do it. If you're not on Facebook, you don't have to be concerned because I will always go ahead and post the videos on Push Past 10 and potentially have the guests uh, on Untapped Potential. So speaking of uh, Push Past 10, you know we always have a featured video. So if you would like to see what our nutritionists um, look like, you can jump over uh, 
to pushpast10.com and you will be able to see the Facebook live video that we um, created during our time together. And don't forget to check out all the podcasts of the episodes you may have missed along the way. So again, thank you for being here. If you're a regular listener, I truly appreciate your support of this program and all that we do. And if this is your first time tuning in, I want to say a special welcome to you. And I want to remind you to set a reminder. So get out your phone, set a reminder that we're here each and every Tuesday from 5.30 Eastern Time as we get powered up together for the week ahead. So as we uh, wrap up the program for this evening, I just want to remind you to always remain strong, always remain positive, and always remain actively engaged. And don't forget that your life story is your strength. The challenges you faced along the way have prepared you for the challenges that you're facing today. So I look forward and I'm hoping that you will join me next Tuesday, 5.30 Eastern Time as we continue to journey on together. So until that time, you have yourself a wonderful week. And if you're able to remember to step outside and enjoy the beautiful weather.